Hello, you are listening to Ponder With Me, the podcast to encourage critical thinking and offer a few alternative perspectives. Today's topic, we are winning. I want to make this because of the current outcries from the public that I've been seeing on social media, the protests from the Women's March to the camps against the pipeline to the protests outside of airports all over the country to resist the oncoming orders of the current President Trump. And seeing all these things, seeing the people, the actual faces instead of just the likes that I would normally see on social media. The 4K likes for a post is turning into a 4,000 person protest to resist the pipeline. A 200K like post is turning into a 200,000 person march for the women's rally. The people are starting to show up in the numbers that I would have expected on my social media. According to my social media, the world is advancing very quickly. I've been thinking our world is heading in a positive direction and we are more socially aware and socially accepting and that's just becoming normal. And a lot of people think that with this last election, with the sweep of the GOP getting into the House, the Senate, the White House, and most of the governorships, people think that maybe we're heading back. And it is true that we are very, very split because of our social media preferences. Our social media preferences keep us in bubbles. We like the things that agree with us, and we don't tend to listen to the stuff that doesn't agree with us. Because why would we if it's our own personal bubble? So we've been making our little bubbles, we've been staying in our bubbles, and the people in our bubbles say the same thing as us, so we think we're right. And that's where we get this divide that we see in the country right now, where so many people are feeling like they're people who are against them. We're calling each other's names, and we're mocking each other, and we're telling each other horrible things about each other. It's happening on social media, which didn't used to be a problem because we would stay in our bubbles. But now that it's happening in the real world, it's getting violent. There is defacement of property. There's assaults against both sides. And so I just need to get this out. We are winning. And I'm going to explain to you what we is. But first, I need to tell you about winning. Because winning doesn't necessarily mean we're in the lead. If you love basketball like I do, you know that basketball is a game of runs. Who is getting hot? Who's getting panicky? And when you watch a basketball game, sometimes a team that you're watching fire away, crushing the other team, all of a sudden looks like a bunch of scared children when the other team starts firing away. And the game shifts back and forth. It's one of the reasons I love the sport so much. It illustrates the principle of inertia. Newton's first law is the law of inertia. It says that an object in motion will stay in motion and an object at rest will stay at rest unless an outside force acts upon it. Basically, things are going to stay the way they are until an outside force acts upon them. That's the law. But in basketball, the outside force might be a quick substitution for a new set of legs or a couple of good plays and a stop. The two teams that exist right now are the powers that be, the ones that are pulling the strings, that are doing whatever it is that they want to do, because clearly our numbers of protests haven't stopped it yet. And then there are the people. And we'll get to the people. But first, the powers that be. If you want to be political about it, you might call them the 1%. If you want to be a conspiracy theorist about it, you might call them the Illuminati. I like to think about it like Assassin's Creed, because Assassin's Creed 
puts up a disclaimer at the beginning of their games and says, these are inspired by historical events. The basic premise of Assassin's Creed is there are two warring factions. One that says the few should control the many, and another that says all should be free. The assassins are the ones that you play as in the game, they say all should be free, and the Templars are the ones who are the bad guys for the game. The Templars were the soldiers from Europe who came down to fight for the Holy Land in the Crusades. The second game put the Templars as the Roman Catholic Church, a very powerful entity that had control over lots and lots of territory. The third game put the Templars as the British Empire, again a single power that had lots and lots of influence. The reason I mentioned the disclaimer is because the stories in Assassin's Creed are not true. We don't know if they're true. How could we know we weren't there at the time and there aren't going to be written records of assassinations? That's silly. But what they did do is they put a few controlled the many versus all should be free storyline onto historical events. Now in the third game, America was that all should be free side, the assassins, and we got to have a good old, yeah, America, while playing that game. If we were to put those two factions onto the current day, it would be the powers that be versus the people. The people who continue to get smarter, become more aware through social media and the internet and just learning new cultures. And the Templars are those powers that don't seem to be listening to us, that seem to be doing the things that are in best interest for them. And the best interest for the powers at be right now is business, because business is controlling the world. We've made money the number one priority for life, basically, and therefore business has taken over and is now controlling. We think about things like the pipeline, where business is the only thing that is benefiting from the treatment of the natives and their land and the potentially toxic and fatal poisoning of the water that could hurt many, many, many people, including native-born white Americans. And of course, there's no business to be gained in fixing pipes in, say, Flint, Michigan, who haven't had clean water in over two years. We also see business taking control in big pharma getting bigger, in hospital bills going up, in medicines going up, in the opioid epidemic that we've been having in America where doctors are prescribing medicines that don't need to be prescribed to these patients and we're drugging up our people. And of course, we're wondering where you get those opiates. And, and I learned recently that 90% of the world's opium supply comes from Afghanistan, where our military has been for quite some time. Another business venture is Wall Street, which is basically like betting with other people's money and scraping some off the top when you win. And I mean, when they lost, we went and we had those powers of you bail them out so they didn't actually lose. Businesses have gone so far as to control prisons and hospitals, which makes absolutely no sense because a business is meant to grow and wants to see more usage of that business. For a prison, if you want to see that population grow, that means you don't want to do what a prison's supposed to do, rehabilitate a criminal. For a hospital, if you want to see that population grow, that means that you're not trying to cure people, you're just trying to treat them so you can keep bringing them back, so you can keep charging them. It's business and it's missing the point of the hospitals and the prisons. 
And then to top it all off, businesses have controlled the media, who in the last election have proved that they are trying to tell us, the people, what we think, instead of reporting what us, the people, think. We proved the media wrong. They were all baffled. It shows all of us that we are different than what they're telling us that we are. The internet has gotten us to wake up. And I'm not saying that we're in the lead, not by a long shot. We are still very much in the hole. But it is a game of runs, just like basketball. We're that team whose players are starting to sink some shots, starting to get a couple stops. We're starting to realize that maybe we can win. Maybe there's time left on the clock and we can pull this out. But here's the thing. Based on the time left in the game and our momentum, we need to recruit. And that means that we need to have all of the people versus the powers that be, the Templars. We need to have even the people who disagree with you because they are coming from a good place. And while some of you might think it's not a good place because it's a hateful place, it's a place that disregards others, just remember that we are all a products of our environment. And although it might seem hateful to you, the other person just might not understand why it seems hateful. They might have been taught that their type of person is better than another type of person. That may have been a thing that was ingrained in them, and so calling them a terrible name and berating them will only cause them to shift further away from what you're trying to say. And that's not what we're trying to do. We're trying to convert the people with love. We're trying to listen to their thoughts, to address their actual concerns, and then after addressing their concerns, exploring a little more empathy, expanding their world so that they can understand where we are coming from. Because we are coming from very, very different perspectives. And it's really, really hard to get somebody on your perspective when you're telling them that theirs is wrong and dumb. Abraham Lincoln once said, a house divided cannot stand. And right now, that house is not a country. That house is a community of people, a national community. And it's collapsing because each side is mocking each other and not willing to listen. So we the people must stand together for all the people, with the people, because we can't do it without them. And no matter which side you identify with when I said we or them, we all need to come together because we're winning and we can actually do this.